Rise and shine. <sighs> it's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. And Christian Peck Dimmitt. Do you want to keep this job? Shut up, listen, learn. The region's only local sports talk show. Discussing it all from the preps to the pros. What time is it? Dance and Simulcasting on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Streaming online at nwksradio.net and the Rocking M app. They are everywhere. The Blitz is presented by the Insurance Agency, the Farmer State Bank in Oakley, the Cowboy Corner Express, and Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell. Stop what you're doing and listen. Allie Cure at the top. Get past to Marie. She tries a three left wing. Good! Big three for Marie. Second three of the night, she's got a career high eight. Backdoor cut, Linton, wide open layup. Faked out, Landon Leonard, and Linton's got eight points. Harris, between the circles, gets a screen, dribbles it right side, crosses over, turns, shoots, he buried it. The banker falls for Wando. Wilson lifts the knee, fakes to Pirine, throws a ball to the back of the end zone. That ball, it is a touchdown. A touchdown to little Jordan Humphrey. And now the Chiefs are going to go inside with a handoff to Rice. Touchdown! Kansas City. Andy Reid has just brought the single wing back to the National Football League. Here they come. Here's Cam Carter all the way in. Scoop shot, missed it. And the follow stuff. Buddy Rich is insanely good, isn't he? And good Monday morning, everybody. We're back on the Morning Blitz on 1025 Hurock AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Of course, also online and DibbyKSRadio.net, the Rocking M app. Glad you're with us here on this Monday, December the 18th. Just a blessed seven days away from Christmas. Christian, are you ready for uh, Are you ready for Christmas? Do you have all your gifts wrapped? Are you prepared? I have a feeling you're not. Why? Why? Why do you say that? I, I don't know, because my, my guess is you probably aren't doing a lot of gift wrapping and then, you know, hauling them back to Michigan. That'd just be my guess. That's, so That's exactly right. I have, I have, I think, all or almost all the gifts, and then uh, they are not wrapped yet. They will be, they will be brought back to Michigan and, and wrapped there. So, yeah, so we'll see. Uh, Mitch, uh, once again, you hear Christian not coming in as clear as possible. The the weekend from H-E Double <laughs> Hockey Sticks of technology has rolled into Monday here, so we'll hopefully have things ironed out by tomorrow. We'll find out. Uh, I'm not 110% sure. We might have to do the phone a little bit more, but we're able to get uh, at least Christian on here on this Monday morning and uh, have us have us help us uh, break down our weekend winners and losers and get to what was a very busy, busy weekend across the uh, – sporting world um but yeah it's i'm not surprised that you're not uh, shipping those gifts and things like that so um (laughs) uh, i would not be doing that either just wait till uh christian christian will be leaving and going back home to michigan i think here at the end of the week and that's when he's heading back and so he'll just have to get it done over the next (laughs) saturday sunday go get the shopping done and get it wrapped up and away we go (laughs) we just gotta wrap them i'm just my check bag will just all be full of unwrapped gifts and, and that'll be just fine there you go. That'll work just great. Um, anyway, uh, anytime on the show, you can get hold of us through our text line, the number 785-899-2222. Get your thoughts, comments, questions in here on a Monday morning. Like I mentioned, lots to get to from a busy weekend. Let's kick it off with our typical weekend winners and losers. There are two kinds of people in this world. There's winners 
And there's losers. Which ones were which this past weekend? I want winners. Loser, you're a loser. It's the weekend's winners and losers on the Morning Blitz. Gonna be a winner, be a winner. Let's roll into our weekend winners, Christian. Who was your first winner of the weekend? I I have I have a few winners, so I wasn't sure where to go, but I think we got to start uh, a little more local and go with Kansas basketball. First true road game, you're out of the state, you're over in Indiana, and you grab a very big win over a good at the time two loss. Now they're three loss Indiana squad. Uh, K.J. Adams continues to be great for you. I think this is three straight games uh, with double-digit scoring, and I get it. Um, you know, he needs to be spoon-fed his, his buckets a little bit. But when when you have a great point guard like Wando and, you know, a team that moves the ball as well as Kansas does, I think it's not bad that he can be on the receiving end. Uh, Kevin McCullough didn't shoot it particularly well, but he does what – a lot of great players do and what I'm sure Ross loves for him to do, which is the shots not falling, uh, you know, go force the issue at the rim, get yourself to the free throw line. We haven't been together uh, very long, but you do get me well, my friend. <laughs> you do get me well. <laughs> he shot, shot 16 free throws. Uh, he made almost as many as the entire Hoosiers squad uh, all put together, but you have, Still, I know, I know, I have them as a winner, and, I, and I'm touting a great win. And you should, you know, they're up to ten and one. They are a uh, a great basketball team playing great ball right now, but the bench scoring continues to be a big issue. Six total points off the bench is not going to get it done. I think down the stretch of the season, no matter how good your starters are. That being said, they're in the winners category right now, so let's just tout how great those starters are. Kevin McCullough stuffed the stat sheet, 17 and 14 for Dickinson, who continues to be a really a step forward from what even he was as an All-American at Michigan the last couple of years. Uh, this Jayhawks team is really seeming to find their flow offensively where, you know, they were kind of playing their, with their food a little bit uh, with some lesser opponents so you weren't sure how maybe they were going to play against their first real road test here in Indiana. I'll say this about Kansas. That was not a pretty game. They really struggled. I mean, they didn't lead until, what, the last couple of minutes. So a lot of credit. It, it was their first true road game. I mean, think about this. It was a, mm-hmm. it was 10 games where they finally had a true road game because they played a lot of classics and tournaments, you know, at neutral sites, but not exactly road games. Uh, unless you want to count Chaminade as a true road game, which I would not. Um, so, uh, you dissing the silver swords? No, no way would I diss the Bill silver Walton, swords. Bill Walton would be offended. No, no way would I diss the great tie-dyed Bill Walton. Um, but they, I think the biggest thing to me that stood out about this game, you know, Kevin McCuller got his, and 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 Hunter Dickinson did his thing. To me, the thing that pushed them over the edge to get this win was Wando, Dewan Harris, because he had five assists, but he had 12 points, and he hit two big three-pointers. He had a couple of, and he had made a couple of huge plays down the stretch. And that's what makes this Kansas team, as I've said before in the past, a dangerous basketball team, is when he is playing a little bit more offensive-minded. I love that he's a pass-first guy. I think that's great. But when you have a pass-first guy that can make a few shots when he's asked to do so, that is huge. And to do it on the road in a tough environment like Assembly Hall is, 
that's a, that's a great feather in the cap for 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 Bill Self and for for their basketball team. But I I would agree they are looking for guys and and begging guys to come off the bench and just do something. You're not going to be able to play, you know, multiple guys 38 minute 35 plus minutes every single night, especially in the Big 12. It's not going to happen. And yes, there've been some great teams that have made great runs in the postseason with just, you know, five, maybe five and a half guys. They've done it, but I don't think you're going to win national championships unless you get some bench production. And every time we talk about Kansas basketball, we talk about how, you know, they're putting money in the pockets of guys like Timberlake who have just not shown up really at all to make any shots at this point in time. And maybe after Christmas or in the new, maybe 2024 will be a better year for him. Uh, but they, they have not. And Johnny Furphy hasn't done much either at times. And, and honestly, let's let's also keep in mind, Furphy, McDowell, Brown, uh, the guys that didn't like the, that was their first road game as well. Very sure. first road game probably in – in what was, and for those four guys, probably the toughest arena they've ever played in. I don't know what Timberlake played in at Towson. I'm sure he played in some good arenas, but probably not as juiced as arena as that was. So you got to get used to that kind of stuff, and you're going to be in those type of arenas night in and night out in the Big 12 Conference. So hopefully they learn and develop as that time goes forth. But well, I, I could see that. Kansas being one of the weekend, you're 10-1. and one. You've got a cut. I don't, I'm trying to think what Kansas has left. They have, uh, what is it, Yale that's next at home. Uh, and then they've got Wichita State at home, I think that is. Uh, it might be it's a neutral site game, but then they have that uh, before the new year, and then they kick off Big 12 play with TCU, UCF. Um, you know, the schedule is not brutal to start off Big 12 play. TCU, UCF, at num- at, and then host number 11, Oklahoma, then o- at Okie State, at West Virginia, Cincinnati, Iowa State. None of those teams are top 25 ranked at this point in time. No, so you can get off to a right. really good start uh, in Big 12 play if you're Kansas basketball. You really can yeah, they only have one ranked team, and that's, as you mentioned, number 11 Oklahoma on the docket until February. Uh, so a lot of time to, to stack those wins. But, hey, you bring up a great point. Wando played all 40 minutes. Uh, Hunter played 38. Kevin McCullough, 38. And then one combined point. One point combined from Johnny Furphy in Timberlake. So they they got to find something on the bench, and hopefully that's going to come too. If it doesn't, it's going to be – a result of a loss when you really don't want it uh, for Kansas basketball. That's my opinion. Uh, my winner of the weekend moving on, I'm going to even go more local on this. i got to give a tip of the cap to Colby High School Athletics. What a weekend it was for CHS. Um, starting back on Friday night when basketball goes 1-1 one one at Scott City, you had uh, the basketball team go and get a win on what was uh, you know, the girls win down at Scott City. The boys, they lose to Scott City. Okay, so be it. And then on Saturday, they both find ways to get victories on uh, on Saturday uh, against Stratton County. And some, you know, those are pretty good basketball games. Christian can expand more on that. But they were pretty close basketball games. Uh, and they came through. But uh, you look at it from the perspective of basketball, they go 3-1 and one on the weekend with, you know, three out of the four, you know, with all four opponents being very, very good. Scott City's a good program. And uh, Stratton, Colorado, both had some really good boys and, and girls programs. So uh, I give a tip of the cap to Colby High School there on the basketball floor. And then you add in the fact that their wrestling had a phenomenal weekend. Uh, they got two dual wins over Goodland on Friday, getting tuned up for the Holiday Classic. 
And then they come to the Holiday Classic on Saturday, and the girls get uh, the girls finish themselves in second place, and so do the boys. Um, I do want to pull this up here real quickly before I forget. I was trying to I wrote down how many champions uh, that there were for Colby. Colby, uh, let's see what did I have on this? Oh, I got to go back down here and find my notes. Here we go. Find these notes here. But Colby had a total of eleven placers on the girls' side: two champions, Amanda Yeager and Aspen Sharp. And then on the boys' side, they finished second with nine placers: three champions, Ryder, Ryder Dempenwolf, Caden McCarty, and Tucker Wark. So I give a ton of credit to that. In you know to that entire. And, and remember, this is three A. This is not six A or five A or a big. These these are semi smaller schools. Not the smallest, but you know. To have that amount of success and athletes spread across multiple different sports and have that kind of success, I thought that was a really, really good weekend uh, for Colby High School. Not just on the basketball floor, but in wrestling in particular, where they really had a great weekend this past weekend. So not a lot of losing went on this weekend for Colby High School. I'd say um, the AD over there, uh, Travis, I bet he's feeling pretty happy this morning about all that's gone on. And, And also keep in mind, of the winter sports seasons, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but, I mean, they have a new wrestling coach. They have a new boys basketball coach. Nancy Walker mm-hmm. is the only one that's back from last year, so they have some new coaches, and they're kind of finding their way. I'd say overall it was a pretty good weekend uh, for Colby High School Athletics. They're my first winner of the weekend. I'm I'm totally with you. I'm sure Travis is, is beaming this morning. And, yeah, we I mean, if you listen to this show before, you know that we went into the particularly the boys' basketball season kind of expecting uh, a bit of a learning curve so to speak hey new coach only returning a one starter from last year granted Jordan played a lot last year as well the the learning curve has been very small four and two to start the year uh, is very good and only one loss outside of uh, your opening game to Lakin over in the top side and uh, that, of course, came on Friday. They ran into a very good Scott City team. Uh, and it was it was once again that story for the boys where they just played incredible defense. Uh, they, they're just possessed on that side of the ball. It's You have a bunch of guys, I mean, Case and Carroll, Braden Foss, among basically every player you're going to put on the floor. If they hear about a jump or if they hear about a loose ball two counties over, they're going to dive for it. Uh, these kids play hard, and I think uh, basketball is certainly you, you got to put the ball in the basket at the end of the day. But this applies to both the Colby Eagles and the Lady Eagles. The, the girls played great, great defense individually and as a team this weekend as well. At the end of the day, you got to put the ball in the basket, and if you don't, you're going to lose the game. And that happened a little bit to the boys' team on Friday against Scott City. But basketball is certainly a sport that I feel you can. Uh, brute force your way back into games a little bit if you just energy and I know I sound like an you know old time coach right now but um, if you just throw a ton of intensity and effort at these basketball games you can end up being in a lot of games that maybe you shouldn't against some really good teams Stratton they're a 1A school over in Colorado. They were third in the state last year on the boys' side and bring back basically their entire roster. And Colby played very well against them. It went to overtime. They pulled it out. Max Kersenbrock had 14 off the bench, nine in the fourth in overtime. He was awesome. That is by far a career high for him right when Colby needed it. And, uh, Jordan Jones finished with 19 in that game. Guy Tubbs 
uh, as always in double figures with 14. Um, then realistically, you could have probably not even gone to, into overtime. A lot of careless turnovers from an inexperienced squad late in that game kind of sent it there. You probably could have won that game by 10, 15 points. Uh, but the Eagles played very, very well. Colby Girls uh, forced, I think it was six combined single-digit quarters offensively from their opposing team, Stratton, uh, and the Beavers combined. Great defense from both squads. Yeah, I'd say overall a really good weekend for Colby High School. I do want to highlight real quick before we move on to another winner of the weekend, I want to get into some other local sports that happened over this week. It was a big weekend of wrestling and basketball. Um, talking about the uh, Goodland Holiday Classic, you had Hoxie Boys. They won the boys' division, 10 placers, three champions on Hoxie's side. Uh, those winners were uh, Angie and Cola, Duncan Bell, and Sam Watkins were all champions for Hoxie. Um, despite not, and then I mentioned Colby finishing second in both spots. Uh, you had St. Francis and Goodland girls with very good showings at the holiday classic. Um, you had the St. Francis girls end up finishing in fifth place. They had seven placers, two champions, Cheyenne Labarge and Avery Jensen. Goodland had five placers. None of them were in first. Destiny Gonzalez did have another great showing though. She did finish in second at 140. Uh, so a good showing from her. Uh, Norton would win the girls' event. Um, and then on the boys' side, Goodland boys would place in 11th. I know Logan Franz had a solid day wrestling there at the Holiday Classic for GHS. Um, Oakley, girl, Oakley boys and girls and St. Francis boys, they went to the Smith Invitational up in Ray. Oakley girls placed second. All four of their girls that wrestled were either in the top two or won it. So they had three champions. Abigail Jackson, Zoe Myers, and Otavia Kane were all champions. On the boys' side, uh, Saney placed fifth. Oakley boys finished in eighth. Saney had six placers, but no first placers. Oakley had four placers, two cha- or sorry, had six placers, but no first placers. Oakley had four placers with two champs: Carter Cryer and uh, Ivan Urock. And then Decatur Community High School they wrestled at the Fran Jorgensen tournament up in Cambridge. Girls placed six, three placers, including Kyra Sowers took first at one ten. Boys took eighth place with four placers and two champions. Lucas Zodro at 138, and Garrett, I think it's Emig, at 175. Rollins County, they were at Sutherland, Nebraska's invite. They had just one place, so they finished in 13th place. Uh, in college wrestling on Sunday, Northwest Tech men went 1-2 at the Northern Colorado Quad Duel. They lost 30-22 to Northern Iowa and lost 47-0 to Northern Colorado, but they did beat Otero Junior College uh, 47-12. to uh, And then in other basketball scores, we talked about Colby. Um, Hoxie rolled over Hill City 74-10. Wallace County beat Dighton 52-27. Quinter with the win over Greeley County 57-15. Rollins County with the w- loss at Hitchcock County, Nebraska 51-45. Oakley lost at Smith Center 62-31. Decatur Community lost at Trigo 59-37. St. Francis girls lose at Wichita County 68-38. Shylin lost at Briggsdale, Colorado 66-38. Golden Plains, they got past Western Plains Healy 30-21. And, of course, probably the big storyline on Friday night, unfortunately, was the fact that the 43, the longest winning streak in the state of Kansas, came to an end, unfortunately, for the Goodland Cowgirls. They lost to Holcomb 54-52. Here's the simple thing, thoughts on that game. Holcomb is a good basketball team, not going to take anything away from them. They've got good players. Um, Hallie Jones and Jared Kruleski and, and other good players on that team, they can really shoot the basketball. And when they, and I had said before on this show with you, Christian, I'd said, 
you know, if Goodland runs into a team that hits some hits a good amount of threes, it might be a tough night for them to overcome. Might be. Um, because Goodland is not going to be a highly offensive team this year. They're solid, but I don't think they're, they're not going to be putting up the points that they were last year. Simple as that. They, they don't have Miss Kansas basketball and a whole bunch of other plate pieces that they had prior. That's okay. They're going to be a different team, more focused on defense and hopefully turning that defense into offense. Here's the thing. Holcomb shot the ball well through the middle quarters. And when you want to play good defense, Christian, what is it you a lot of energy to play really good defense. Absolutely. And when your team is not healthy, as in I mean truly healthy, and I feel awful for the girls because I was watching the call in the game on Friday and I saw a bunch of ghostly white faces. Not because they were scared, because you just knew that they were under the weather. They were not feeling well. They were gutting it out and trying very, very hard to compete. And honestly, like Bill Beerman, the head coach, said, he was super proud of them and the loss because of how hard they fought despite being with limited practice and being as sick as they kind of were, they really good. And honestly, Marie Martin heaved one from half court that almost went in, which would have won it at the buzzer, 55-54. It wasn't meant to be. Um, so the winning streak is over. It was a great run, a phenomenal run. Um, but that does not deter what this season can be for the Goodland Cowgirls. It can still be a very, very good season, um, in my opinion. They can still have a lot of wins and still make a very deep postseason run if they can put it all together. And they showed some things on Friday night that we hadn't seen, I thought, all season. They shot the ball a little bit better from three, which is good. Uh, some other girls stepping up and hitting threes, and that's big. Sometimes you're going to need that in these type of games, and they got some big-time shots. And um, They continue to show that great fighting spirit that they've had for that 43-game winning streak despite the loss. So I know, it came to, I know they had the loss, but I thought overall solid showing from the uh, Goodland Cowgirls, uh, even in a 54-52 loss to Holcomb. And then on the boys' side, uh, you had Quinter win 52-31 over Greeley County. Hoxie lost to Hill City 60-51. Oakley remains winless. They lost at Smith Center 74-51. Weskin rolled Rolla 52-21. Decatur Committee lost to Trigo 57-44. Wallace County lost to Dighton 52-42. Shyland boys won two games over the weekend. Uh, they beat Spriggsdale, Colorado 68-55 and Cheyenne Wells 48-32, the finals there. And uh, the Goodland boys uh, improved to 5-0 and with a 60-43 win over Holcomb. <laughs> Great win from the Cowboys. They came out and played like their hair was on fire uh, from the tip. And I hope they bottle that up, that type of energy intensity. And they have for the most part this year. I hope they play with that type of energy and intensity out of the, out of the gate every single night the rest of the season. It was really good to see. That not only did they shoot the ball well out of the gates, they were locked in on defense. They pretty much suffocated Holcomb from the very beginning. And that's what that's what that's the type of team you have to be going forward. Last year, Goodland went from being a solid team to a really good team at, through the progression of the season. Really good team at the end of the year when they lost to Colby in the substate title game. Now you have a chance to go from being this really good team to a great team. And how do you go about doing that? You go about, once again, by the fact, knowing that you're a good basketball team, but playing like you don't know you are. Get what I'm saying there? You know that you're good and you can beat a lot of teams, but now you go out and you play with the intensity and the effort and the energy night in and night out like you're trying to knock off the top dogs. That's going to be the thing. The target has moved from where Goodland has been chasing you know, teams at the top to now where this year I feel like there's going to be a lot of teams chasing Goodland. They're going to be chasing them. They're going to have the, the, the mark on their back, the target on their back. And now you've got to continue to play 
like you have in the past about chasing teams down. Play like that, even though you are the team with the target of your back, and that'll be the way the season goes. And there's another chance to prove that here on Tuesday when they play Scott City, because it'll be another very, another solid GWAC opponent. They're coming to your house, which is nice, but you're going to have to go out there and once again prove it, and you got to prove it night in and night out that you are a really, really good basketball team. And hopefully you continue to do that. Because this year to me, in my honest opinion, and I, I, we'll, we'll talk about this more on Wednesday morning because we'll have the first kind of portion of the season done for a lot of teams and kind of get your thoughts after the first, you know, six games, seven games or so. And expectations are high for Goodland basketball from what I've, you know, what I can just kind of see and pick up. And they should be. They should be very high. The way they've played so far, it should be very high. In order, in order to reach those expectations, that means you've got to perform at a very high level night in and night out consistently. And so far, they've done that through five games. So I'll give them a ton of credit there. All right, so and oh, before we get move off of basketball, I do want to quickly get to uh, tonight. There is a little bit of high school basketball. Wallace County hosts Wheatland Grinnell. So the Thunderhawks and the Wildcats squaring off tonight for some high school hoops. Good luck to those two area teams. Okay, if you have one more winner, real quickly, hit it real fast, and we'll move on. I'll fly in because I, I forgot to mention her. I don't know how I did. Elizabeth Barton, uh, junior guard for Colby. Had a 30-burger, baby. Career-high 30-burger in Scott City, and it it became a close game kind of midway through the fourth quarter there, and she just exploded, had eight in the fourth. And obviously to have 30, you got to be what she was, which was consistent all game long. Not a lot of scoring from anywhere else, but it doesn't really matter when you know they played defense the way they did, holding the Beavers to 37 points. And Elizabeth Barton just, I mean, is the epitome of what you want, Ross, which is sometimes the shot doesn't fall, force the issue at the rim. She does that better than anybody. Yeah, so anyway, uh, great winners this weekend. Let's, let's get to break. Rapacity will come back. We'll hit on the losers of the weekend next. You're listening to a Monday morning edition of the Morning Blitz. 